What is up, guys, and welcome in. It is Post Loons. It is May 22nd, 2022. I'm married. Yeah, that's a wedding ring on my finger, guys. Look at that. Look at that beautiful thing. 100 bucks on Amazon right there. That's what it'll get you. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that, although I might mention it a little bit. We are here to talk about Minnesota United's 2-1 to one win at FC Dallas. A road win for the Loons? Rare occurrence, but it happened tonight, and it couldn't come at a better time for Minnesota United's momentum. What's up, you guys? My name is Jeremy Rushing, here with you to break down everything involved in this 2-1 to one Minnesota United win. I appreciate everybody trickling into the stream right now on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, a couple things I need you guys to do before we actually get started here. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, give us a like. We'd appreciate that. Tap the bell to be notified whenever we drop a new video here on the Soda Soccer YouTube channel. Uh, share out the link with your friends who are Loons fans who might want to check this out. And then get involved in the conversation by leaving a question or a comment to be read on the air. And I'm going to give an example of that right now. Christian, jumping in, says congrats on your marriage, Jeremy. I'd like to think the Loons won for you today. I would like to think that too. It's been a great weekend. Your boy married the love of his life. And the loons get a big win. You can't get much better than that. So if you want to be like Christian, drop a comment on the stream. You don't have to compliment me on my marriage. You can if you'd like. I'll accept all those comments. I'll accept all the well wishes. I'll accept all the congratulations as I have all weekend. But I'd really rather at this point talk about Minnesota United and talk about the two to one win. So um, that's if you're watching on YouTube. Now, if you're over watching on Twitter, this is a bit of an issue with the StreamYard. If you're leaving a comment on Twitter, we're not going to see it here on the back end. So if you want to get involved in the conversation and you're on Twitter, you need to actually go to uh, YouTube.com, search Post Loon, search Soda Soccer. That's where you can get involved. If you're cool just chilling, if you're cool not uh, you know, providing your input on the stream, that's totally fine. But if you are watching on Twitter, kindly ask that you hit that retweet button, that you hit that like button to amplify the video out to everybody in the Minnesota United Twitter sphere that might want to check out. Uh, our post-game show here. We go live after almost every Minnesota United match. It, it's not going to be every match this year, unfortunately, but we're here with you live for post-game coverage analysis. Oftentimes, I have a co-host. Tonight, that is not the case, but that's okay. When we roll solo, we rely on the community to provide the questions and the comments and the input and all the hot takes. So again, if you're watching on YouTube and you want to get involved, make sure you leave a comment on the stream as we get going here. But I'm going to get started like I always do, with my three things. And my first thing is probably the first thing that's on the mind of every Minnesota United fan coming off of this win. It's the emergence of DJ Taylor. Got his first MLS assist against the Galaxy on Wednesday. Gets his first MLS goal tonight. This is a guy who has been given opportunities on the back line in the past. Hasn't sort of made the impact that I think that might have been expected. There were some questions, I think warranted questions, that were, asked, that were asked about DJ Taylor and his potential future in Minnesota United and what that looks like. But this year, over the last few matches, have though that's really been his coming out party. He has played super well. Um, you know, For my money, a man of the match worthy performance tonight, as Jacob Schneider mentioned on, mentioned on Twitter as well. Um, so I, I'm just, it's this is another piece that Minnesota United needs. They desperately need youth, especially on the defense, on the back line. They need somebody who can step in and, and take a role and take a role over and make an impact. And 
the more you can get out of DJ Taylor, I think the more that's just sort of gravy on top of what we've been expecting from this Minnesota United team this season. Um, and so hopefully that can continue moving forward. He can develop some consistency, continually be involved in the defense and the attack. Um, made a really, really good one-on-one -on -one defensive play as well. I do want to mention that in addition to the goal. Um, really good one-on-one -on -one defensive play late in the match to snuff out what could have been uh, you know, a quality opportunity for Dallas to get an equalizer late as well. So, I mean, he's really coming into his own in all areas of the pitch. And uh, I definitely hope that continues because he is somebody that Minnesota United um, could, you know, it'd be really great if they could rely on him to provide quality performances, match in and match out. So that's my first thing, the emergence of DJ Taylor. My second thing, and it sort of kind of goes along with that, the defense steps up again. I've said it a million times, and there are a lot of people on the Twitter machine that disagree with me this season. This Minnesota United team, from 2019 to now, has never not led from the back. Yes, they've filled out the roster in the midfield. They've filled out the roster in the, in the attack. But the core of the base of this team and how they go is based off the play of their back line. Quality per defensive performances oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes turn into three points for the Loons. And this season, they've really been able to rely on that back line to provide quality performances, match in and match out. He's talking about consistency. The personnel on the back line could not have been more inconsistent in the early part of this season. There were so many different back line combinations, I lost count. But they have really found a, a grouping here of, of players, a, a rotation, not, not only a starting four, but a rotation that works as well. Um, I'm, I'm just very excited because I know that as the Minnesota United back line goes, usually Minnesota United as a whole goes as well. So as, as they sort of find their footing in the attacking third as well, if those defensive performances continue, uh, I think we'll see a, a lot more three-point matches from Minnesota United moving forward. Um, Jesus Ferreira, non-factor tonight. The defense completely gated him from the match. The only really dangerous Dallas player on the attack was Paul Areola. He had a fantastic match tonight in the attack. I mean, the, the Dallas broadcast said, if, uh, if Dallas doesn't find an equalizer here, it's definitely uh, not you know due to Paul Areola's play because he is doing everything he can to try to, to push and uh, get a point for Dallas at home. Um, he played excellent, but he was really the only one, only one having any consistent quality, any consistent push on the attack for Dallas. Everybody else was completely taken out of the game, including Jesus Ferreira. So excellent work, A-plus gold star for the defense once again tonight for Minnesota United. Uh, my third and final thing, record-breaking Robin. Robin Lud now first in Minnesota United's history in MLS goals with 22 with his goal tonight. What a redemption arc this is for Robin Lud, right? It's almost like this is like a TV show or a movie where he comes into the club, he struggles. There's a lot of questions asked from the fans and the supporters, people calling for him to, you know, let's get this guy out of here. Let's move on. He's, you know, let's, let's cut bait. He's not worth it. And then suddenly he just starts performing. He just turns it on, flips the switch, and does everything he has to do to provide the biggest impact possible for this team. There has not been 
a greater impact player for Minnesota United over these last three seasons, 2020, 2021, and 2022, in my opinion, than Robin Lud. You could argue Kevin Molino in 2020. I might give you that. Even Emmanuel Reynoso with all the assists he had at the end of the season. But for my money, the last three years, the success, the individual, I would grant you know the most credit for that success on the field, Robin Lud, no doubt. There's a reason why I picked him in our preseason sort of predictions to get the MLS or to get the uh, golden boot from Minnesota United, not the MLS golden boot, the Minnesota United golden boot uh, this season. Uh, he just is always in the right place at the right time, and he's always going to finish. He's always going to put in the back of the net. He's the most reliable, accurate shooter this team has. And speaking of shooting accuracy, we'll get to this in the stats in just a minute. Six of the Loon's seven total shots were on target tonight. And they win. Go figure. You actually put the ball between the posts. Good things happen. Um, I have a, uh, I know we usually do three things. I have one sort of fourth thing. Uh, pronunciation is important, guys. Like, especially when you are the TV play-by-play announcer for a professional sports team. You have to know the pronunciations, not just for your team, but for the opposing team as well. I did basketball play-by-play for a Division three college team. You bet your ass before every match, I was going over to the opposing bench, going through every single player. How is this guy's name pronounced? Even if it was Ian Smith. Hey, I just want to make sure. Ian Smith, right? So you need, I mean, it's it's like the elementary school of play-by-play is get the pronunciations right. Do what you have to do to know the pronunciation. It is not Bangahushli Hongwani. It is not Kervin Ariaga. You got to know this stuff. As a former play-by-play broadcaster, it just it it's it's so cringy to me that the Dallas uh, that the Dallas play-by-play could not get these names right, and uh, it's unfortunate because these guys are they're professionals. I know they're doing their best, they're doing a good job, but that's like lesson one: is to pronunciations right. And uh, unfortunately, they couldn't do that, but it led to some funny uh, funny comments, funny tweets. So we'll always have that. Um, if you are just tuning in, maybe you missed my little opening spiel. If you want to get involved in the conversation on YouTube, go ahead and leave a question or a comment as well. Christian chiming in again, says, great road win against one of the best teams in the league. We gave them their firsty home loss. I know that was probably a typo, but I like that. Their firsty home loss of the year. Yeah, this is an FC Dallas team who actually has been very, very high quality at home, beating the likes of Seattle, the likes of Austin. Um, at home this season, among others, LA Galaxy, I believe they beat at home this season. I believe they like trounced them at home too. So it's it's really it's it's a big win in the standings. And it's a big win for momentum and it's a big win for confidence because this is a team, this is not the FC Dallas teams of you know some of the past years that have sort of been been cruising mid-table for the most part that have some bad losses. Like, this is an FC Dallas team that should have been pretty consistently good so far this season. And you went on the road, and you got three points. Um, Christian finishes off, says, that alone excuses the fact that we barely held the ball. DJ Taylor, my man of the match. I will give the other team the ball. I would give them 85% possession every single match. If you tell me, hey, when the Loons get the ball, 
they're moving forward and they're getting a shot on target. I would rather give up 85% of possession and get six to seven on target than have 80, 85% possession and take 19 shots and get three of them on target, which is what Dallas had tonight. Um, so soccer is one of those matches where possession doesn't always mean success. It's actually one of the sports where Sometimes I would say oftentimes, but I'd say it's probably 50-50. There are a lot of teams who give up possession, but take advantage of their opportunities. That's what Minnesota United did tonight. They gave up possession in a big way tonight, and they had success. And that's not the first time that Minnesota United has done that. When Minnesota United gives up possession, traditionally, they seem to do pretty well for the most part. Um, but thanks for the comment, Christian. If you guys have more questions and comments you want to drop in the stream, uh, go ahead and drop them in now. But I'm going to kick things off with our, uh, you know, thanking the people who make SodaSoccer.com, post loons, 10,000 pitches possible. And one of those is our friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Part indoor soccer facility, part coffee shop over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Um, one of the greatest combination of, of things you can have soccer and coffee in one place kind of go hand in hand, right? 801 South 9th street, Minneapolis is where you can find 9th street soccer. Um, Derek Swanson and the team over at 9th street are amazing people doing amazing work for the twin city soccer community. Um, and this is just a place where even, it, okay. If you are a player, let, let's kind of go like persona by persona here. If you're a player, or your former player, you're just somebody who likes to get involved and play soccer in a pickup fashion. Ninth Street's the place for you. They have pickup six days a week, six nights a week, days or nights, doesn't matter. Uh, whatever's most convenient for your schedule, guess what? They got pickup going on over at Ninth Street. And it's indoors, rain or shine, weather, raining, doesn't matter. You can go play uh, pickup soccer over at Ninth Street. So if you're a player, Check out NightStreetMPLS.com and their pickup times. You can also rent out a field for your team if you'd like as well. If you are just a fan, maybe you don't play soccer. You're like me. You've never played a minute of organized soccer in your life, but you enjoy the game. Guess what? You can work from Night Street. If you're a work from home type person, go over to Night Street, bring your laptop, do some work. They got soccer on the TV pretty much all day long. You can take that in as well. Um, I know the Premier League season is over, but I believe the Arsenal, um, the MPLS Gooners uh, would always go to uh, Ninth Street for their matches as well. So um, it's just a cool atmosphere. It's a good place to go watch a game. I've been there for Minneapolis City matches. I've been there for Minnesota United matches. Um, it's just a good place to watch soccer as well, in addition to playing it. And as I mentioned, if you're a coach or you're an AD or you're somebody who like, hey, we want to get our kids some 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 indoor time on the pitch. You can rent out a field at Ninth Street. If you're a parent and your kid's into soccer and you want to sort of rent out the field for a birthday party or some sort of group outing, you can do that as well. It's all available at Ninth Street in addition to the amazing line of coffee that they have there as well. So it's 801 South Ninth Street, Minneapolis. You can check them out online at NinthStreetMPLS.com. You can see down below, spelled out N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com, or you can follow them at Ninth Street MPLS on Twitter and Instagram. Cannot thank our friends over at Ninth Street Soccer enough for helping us out with sodasoccer.com and post loons. All right, I see some more comments entering the chat. Nick says, is it me 
or is Minnesota especially susceptible to goal of the week candidates? Yeah, I mean, I talked about Areola. That what a goal from him. I mean, that was just pretty, pretty incredible. Nothing Dane St. Clair could do uh, really to, I mean, there was nothing he could do. That was just perfectly placed from like 22 yards out in the corner. That's a world-class goal. That's a goal you see in the Premier League. That's a goal you see in Europe. That's not, I mean, no offense to MLS. This league is getting exponentially better and better and better year after year after year. And I love the quality of play that I see from MLS on a nightly basis. But that's a that's a top tier goal. That's a more like a Europe type goal than an MLS type goal. So yeah, I mean, look, people get the Minnesota's not the only team that's had a banger scored on them this season. There are bangers all over the place in MLS this season. Um, but it's bangers only, maybe. You know, no Hassani Dotson this season, unfortunately, but we still get bangers only lead wide. Uh, yeah, just a great goal from Ariola. And luckily we get to enjoy that goal. But we also get to enjoy Minnesota United wins. So it's the best of both worlds. Um, Any Big Blue says, Jesus Ferreira joins Mukhtar, Chicharito, Vela, and Shakiri in the club of big names that haven't scored against us this year. Teams are having to find alternative ways to score on us. That is huge. That's a great, great point. Minnesota United defensively has done an excellent job of shutting down the other team's stars, making them non-factors. And they do that with team defense. Uh, they they do great one on one on one. They do great defensively in one on one situations with helps, which helps. But team defense, team backline play, has been so crucial to Minnesota United's success. The success they've had so far this season. I know it hasn't necessarily been all in all the success that we've wanted them to have in terms of place in the table, number of wins, things like that. But the success that they've had is due to the play of their backline. And yes, any big blue is 100% right. They One of the things that they have done to have that success defensively is shut down the other team stars time in and time out. Absolutely. I completely agree in any big blue. Um, if you want to drop a question or a comment in the chat, do so. But right now we're going to get into the game notes here. Um, and we're going to kick things off with the Robin Lud goal that put him above the rest on the Minnesota United uh, MLS goal ranking list. I guess, if you want to call it that. It was in the 20th minute. Balloons earned a free kick just outside the box. It's a direct free kick. Reynoso sends a low screamer on goal. It goes through the wall. Uh, the goalie really can't do much but parry it away because this, this goes through the wall, so I'm sure he didn't really get a good look at it until it was past the wall. So he's not really able to corral. He just sort of parries it away, and then it's a foot race to the rebound, which Robin Lud wins, and he buries it to give Minnesota the early lead. An effort goal. And if it's between the posts and it's in the box, Robin Lid is not missing. He will make that 10 out of 10 times. Um, and there you go. Loons lead 1-0 in the 20th. You're feeling good. 33rd, weird situation. Three yellow cards in three minutes for the Loons. Uh, box all with a soft yellow for making contact. Ariaga gets carded for too much talking to the official. And then Fragapane sees yellow for running into a Dallas player on the ensuing restart. Um, if we're just talking, if the clock stopped in soccer, this would be about three yellow cards in three seconds uh, because it was really right off the restart that we saw that frog upon a yellow. Um, but luckily, none of these turned into second yellows, although the ref was very, very whistle happy and really only car hard happy on the Minnesota United side. Um, it really didn't come back to bite Minnesota. They didn't get anybody sent off. Nothing, nothing happened. They endured those yellows. 
they moved on. They finished with 11. And that's, I think, a positive. That's a big reason why uh, they were able to get those those three points is they were able to endure all those yellow cards. Uh, 45 plus one in the first half. Reynoso fires from distance. The save is made to keep the host in striking distance at the half. So you go into half 1-0. You're feeling good. Maybe the possession is a little worrisome. Uh, maybe the you know the number of shots Dallas is getting is worrisome. But you have the lead. You took your chances. And now we move to the second half. In the 55th minute, another goal. And this is off the corner kick. And this is the one from DJ Taylor. The ball deflects out beyond the 18, where Taylor just lets a one-timer rip. He doesn't necessarily get, I wouldn't say all of it. I mean, maybe he does get all of it, but it's not like a, it's not a screamer that's going 100 miles an hour to the top corner. Um, it's just one that's a, that's a low. It's well placed. It's going through a crowd of people in front of net, so it's very tough for the keeper to see. He reacts late to it. He's not able to dive over and and push it away in time. It goes by him into the back of the net. DJ Taylor's, uh, you know, he opens his MLS account. But more importantly, the Loons get that insurance goal. 2-0 in the 55th, great spot to be. But just four minutes later in the 59th, we talked about it, absolute banger from Paul Areola to bring the uh, the host Dallas there within one. It's now 2-1 to one in the 59th after that great goal. 62nd, Minnesota United brings, their in, brings in their first sub, Amaria on for Lud. 70th, Tomasi brings the ball to in the box on the right. And tries to cross it right across the goal mouth. St. Clair does well to get out, at least get a fingertip to it. But Dallas is able to maintain possession on the other side of the box. Um, they try another cross attempt or at least pass attempt, uh, centering pass attempt probably to the middle of the box. It's kind of pinballed a little bit. Goes over the ball, for, goes over the bar, excuse me. And uh, fortunately out for a goal kick for Minnesota. 82nd going up for a header. Ariaga gets a hand to his face from Emu of Dallas. Um, Ariaga is down for a while, ends up walking to the sideline, sort of holding his jaw. The contact looked like it was to the back of the head, but he was definitely holding his jaw as he was walking to the sideline. Um, and as he's doing so, um, he decides to, uh, there's there's some FC Dallas fans on the side who are sort of booing him. He just blows him a little kiss uh, on the way out. Oh, I thought he was on the way out. I thought he was coming off as he was walking to the sideline because I see Ariaga coming out. I see Ariaga, or I see um, Brent Coleman getting ready to come in, but Ariaga does stay in. And in the in the uh, 85th, we actually get Coleman on for Reynoso, so a defensive substitution there, trying to park the bus. Also in the 85th, Dallas once again pushing for the equalizer as a cross ascent to a wide, I wouldn't say a wide open Areola. Areola did well here to, to make some space, um, to try to get a clean header. Uh, luckily, though, it, uh, it goes wide, and the Loons retain the lead. And then last really ditch effort here from Dallas, 90 plus four. They're on the all-out attack. Areola runs into Debassi in the box. They both go down. The C parts. The ball is loose. And Nanu just runs in to take an open one-timer. My heart hits the floor. Uh, but luckily, it's wide. And that's really the last major chance that Dallas had. Final whistle blows. Uh, you're not at home, so there's no wonder wall. But uh, either way, it's three big points for Minnesota United in a two-to-one victory coming out of Dallas, feeling really, really good about yourself coming in now to the U.S. Open Cup match against Union Omaha on Wednesday. All right. I do not see any more questions in the chat. Oh, wait. Nope. Sorry. It didn't, it didn't refresh. Sergeant here says, thanks, Jeremy, for all that you do. 
What is something you're looking forward to from the team after the international break coming up? Any plans for All-Star Week? So one thing that I want to see from Minnesota is I want to see more of what we saw tonight. You don't have to have a ton of possession, but you have to have meaningful possession and you have to have possession that at the very least makes the goalkeeper make a save. There have been so many times where Minnesota United, we I, I said it on the last post loons on the last episode of 10,000 pitches. I call them nothing counters where Minnesota United will either hit a counter attack or they'll get out on the break and things are looking good. They'll have, they'll have numbers. They'll be, you know, it'll be three on three, four on three, three on two, whatever it is. And they don't even end up with a shot on target in that situation. And it's very consistently frustrating to see that the midfield is doing their job. The defense is doing their job, but the final ball, that final piece of the puzzle is just not there tonight though. It was there for the most part, seven shots, six on target. I will take that over what we saw on the other side with Dallas, 19 shots and three on target. They're left scratching their head going, what the heck happened? We put every ball we could towards goal and only three of them were in between the posts. But Minnesota United do take advantage. So I don't need to see a ton of possession. I can see 40, I can see 35% possession for all I care. But you have to make the most of your opportunities. 85%, Dallas showed it tonight. 80, you know, whatever their whatever their possession was. I actually have it on the notes here. It might help if I actually look up the stats that I'm talking about, huh? Um, possession, 67% possession for Dallas tonight. Two-thirds of the match, Dallas had possession. An hour. They had possession for an hour. What did they do with it? Three shots on target. You have the ball for 60 minutes and you put three shots on target. Minnesota United, 33% possession. They have the ball for half an hour. They put six shots on target. That's the game. That's the game right there. Obviously, the two to one is the game, but that really, I think, is where the, this game was won meaningful possession. That's one thing, in my opinion, Minnesota United has lacked. That's one thing they showed tonight that they can produce. So I want to see that more consistently moving forward. Give up possession. Just take advantage when you get the ball at your feet. That's what you got to do. Thank you so much for the comment, Sarge. I see uh, a lot of you tuning in right now. So if you're on YouTube, please drop a question or a comment. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a question. It could just be an overall comment, takeaway, ask me a question, whatever it is, whatever you guys want to do, whatever you guys want to throw in the chat, go ahead and make that happen. Also hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube as well. Um, so we just went through the game notes. One thing I do want to do before we hit into some bigger picture things is shout out our big friends over at Stimulus Athletic. Stimulus Athletic, they were the first people to come on board and say, you know what, we want to support what you guys do with 10,000 pitches. They have now done that with sodasoccer.com and Post Loons. We literally could not do what we do and pay writers, pay content creators at sodasoccer.com without the help of Stimulus Athletic. They are local. They just opened their new store in downtown Minneapolis. Um, it really is a, a great local company doing great work for local, national, and international clubs. Jason Mora, may have heard of him, former Minnesota United star. 
Uh, he decided, decided to plant his roots in Minnesota and start a company that provides quality game gear and apparel at affordable prices. So if you're a coach, you're an athletic director, you own a club, you know, you're, you're a, a player of a club, then you know you guys could use some new uniforms, whatever it is. Hit up Stimulus. It, it costs nothing to have the conversation. The consultation is free. They'll tell you what they can do for you. And get the process started. Think ahead for next season. If you're involved in a school program, think ahead for the fall or the spring. Get ahead of the game now. You don't want to get to August and say, oh man, here we are wearing the same plain white kits that we've had for a billion years that are uncomfortable and they're itchy and nobody enjoys wearing them. Take advantage of what Stimulus Athletic has to offer. Just talk about it. Stimulusathletic.com and you click the get started button. And then after you do that, you know what you do next? Yeah, you know what you do next. You let them know that Jeremy from Post Loons sent you over there. Uh, so that way we get the credit over here. Also, though, if you're not involved in a club, maybe that doesn't apply to you at all. Maybe you're just like, eh, I'm a fan. I just love, I love watching Minnesota United. I love cool kits. So I may go out and buy one of these kits that Stimulus Athletic is, is creating for one of these clubs, but I'm not involved in a club. So how does Stimulus Athletic affect my life, right? Um, go to their website and check out their athleisure wear. I, I kid you not. This is stuff you can wear no matter the situation. You can wear it out to the to a nice restaurant. You can wear it to the gym. You can wear it laying on your couch on a Sunday. It doesn't matter. This is comfortable. Just like the uniforms, comfortable. It looks great. And it provides value to your life, actually. My life actually is legitimately, this is no joke, it's actually a little bit better since I started wearing stimulus athletic athleisure wear. I don't have to like worry about what I'm wearing, where I'm wearing it, because that athleisure wear works in pretty much any situation. So again, stimulus athletic, oh wait, got it this way. Stimulusathletic.com for cool game gear, apparel, and athleisure wear at affordable prices. Big thanks to our friends over at Stimulus Athletic. All right, so bigger picture items now. We're looking ahead, saw some great things tonight, but Wednesday's a big one. Round of 16, U.S. Open Cup against Union Omaha. Now you're thinking, okay, Union Omaha, League One team, you know, minor leagues. This is where we can rotate guys, easy win. It'll be like New Mexico, 6-0, we'll be good. Not so fast. Because if you have watched Forward Madison this season or watched USL League One at all, this is a league that is getting so much better year to year to year. It is super impressive to see where, where USL has come as a whole, USL Championship, USL League One. 2022 compared to 2019 is not even comparable. It's comparing apples to blueberries. USL League One is a great league with great players and great clubs that can jump up and bite an MLS team who's not ready for him. Ask the Chicago Fire, who lost to Union Omaha at Soldier Field about a month ago in this tournament. Minnesota United is going to have to come ready to play. Now, with that being said, Minnesota United has shown that their, their, their second team or the 1.5 or whatever you want to call it, is a pretty quality group of players too. So I think you can afford to rotate a little bit, but it's not going to be a cakewalk. These rotated guys have to be going 100%, have to 
have to be going balls to the wall. Have to act, have to act as if this is an MLS playoff game. Because if you don't, you risk getting upset at home and embarrassed at home against Union Omaha. They're not only in USL League One, they're the defending USL League One champs. For the last two seasons, they have been far and away the best team in an uh, ever-improving USL League One league. If you watch Forward Madison, you know what I'm talking about. Forward Madison has a pretty damn good soccer team on paper, but they are they're getting punched in the mouth by some of these teams in League One. It's because League One is a damn good league. So, again, that's enough of my USL League One rant. But bottom line, Minnesota United, while they have an opportunity to rotate on Wednesday because you have another match next Saturday, you still have to come ready to play. And if you do and you get the job done like everybody expects them to, then you're back in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup. Then you start to develop a reputation of a team who performs well in this tournament. And that provides value. If you can be a consistent, successful team in the U.S. Open Cup, in tournaments, in cup competitions, that provides value to your club. I mean, you literally make money for doing well in the U.S. Open Cup. But it also attracts transfers. It also puts you on the map from a marketability standpoint. So it's a big opportunity for Minnesota United to solidify themselves as one of those consistently dangerous U.S. Open Cup teams. They got a big win tonight to help them out in the MLS standings and to help them out just in confidence MLS moving forward. There's another opportunity to do that on the U.S. Open Cup side on Wednesday. And I think um, I think they got the horses to do it. I think the 1.5 team, if you want to call it that, is fantastic. They showed that against Ford Madison. They showed that when they've been called upon. I mean, look at what Inman UFC 2 is doing. After starting 0-2, they're now 5 unbeaten. They're actually five. They've technically won five in a row. Two of them have been in penalties, though. So that's technically not counted as a full win in MLS Next Pro because they got some weird rules. But I'm just saying you have a good opportunity on Wednesday to to make a statement and to get more confidence and playing time for some of those guys. And that that playing time, that pitch time in this sort of high-pressure environment, that's super valuable moving forward at the end of the MLS season, too. When you guys, guys will pick up knocks, guys, you know, there will be reserves who are called upon. That pitch time they get now, that's super valuable for when those those times hit as well. Uh, Christian jumping back in the chat, he said, Watch Peoria City beat Minneapolis City and St. Croix SC this weekend. Dom was on to something with his preseason predictions. It's going to be a learning year for the Crows. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can switch gears for just a second and talk lower league. Um, very interesting USL League 2, MPSL, UPSL, um, all really exciting leagues this year. And I think the jump to USL League 2, there's going to be some growing pains for Minneapolis City as we're seeing right now. Uh, but I think maybe not this year, but I think moving forward in the long term, they'll be fine. But yeah, a learning year for the Crows. I completely agree. Um, any more Minnesota United related comments? Go ahead and drop them in the chat before we get out of here. We've been here about 35 minutes. Um, I just want to thank everybody, honestly, for checking out at sodasoccer.com and checking out the post loon stream and interacting. Um, it's awesome getting to talk to you guys after, after these Minnesota United matches. Like I'm, I'm not at Allianz. I do have, I do have a press credential if I wanted it, but I enjoy doing the post game show. I don't 
think I'd be able to do the post-game show at Allianz Field. So that's why I sit here in my basement and I do this post-game show because I enjoy doing it. I love interacting with the Minnesota United community. Hopefully we bring you something that, that you want and that you're looking for. Um, and we're always looking for feedback on how we can improve this stuff, guys. Like this is uh, an ever-evolving you know, thing, this, uh, this post-loon. So if you guys have anything you, you'd like to see, any other pieces of content you'd like to see, any ways that you think we can improve post-loons here, um, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. We're at Soda, S-O-C, that's S-O-T-A-S-O-C. Um, you can email us, 10kpitches at gmail.com if you'd like. Um, just hit us up and let us know what you think of the podcast, Let's what, what you think of the post-game show. Um, it's it's awesome to get to sit here, as I mentioned, and just chat with you guys. And I appreciate all the congratulations. Again, if you didn't see it before, your boy's married now. He's got a wife. I'm old. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think moving forward, Minnesota United's in a good spot. I think we saw some things that they can build on tonight. One last comment. Dan, jumping in. Dan the man, we're finishing off with you. Amaria has to be looking at Wednesday as a chance to get right, don't you think? If it's not going to be Wednesday, I don't think it's going to be any time. But I think he needs to change the way he plays, too. He plays with his back to goal, which in this 4-2-3-1 is not how you want to play. You need to be making runs. You need to be looking to get in behind the center backs, in between the center backs, near post, far post. You need to be looking to get in behind if you're a striker. But that's not how Amaria plays. He is just looking to sit there in the middle of the box, try to find a soft spot, and get the ball and turn and shoot. It's obviously not working. And But that also could be a, a, a scouting error on Minnesota United's part too, that maybe a guy who plays like that is not productive in this system. So I don't know if it's on Maria. I don't know if it's scouting. I don't know if it's both, but he has to change the way he plays. It doesn't matter who he's playing. It doesn't matter if he's playing Union Omaha, Minneapolis City, uh, St. Thomas, Maple Grove High School. It doesn't matter. If you play with your back to goal when you should be trying to make runs, you're not going to have success. You're just not. You're not going to score goals that way, or many. You may get, you may, like we saw earlier this season, get that service that you need in a in a one off shot and find the back of the net, sure. But it's not going to lead to consistent success and consistent output. Strikers make runs, especially in a four two three one. They need to create their own opportunities, not have opportunities created for them. And Amaria does not play that way. And it's just sort of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole right now. And that's why you see him. He's coming in as a holdup striker when Minnesota United's up, up a goal. That's his role. Hey, if we're winning, we're going to throw you in at the end of the match to hold things up. We don't, we're not looking to you to score. That's what Adrian Heath basically told Luis Amaria tonight. We're not looking for you to score. Think about that for a second. DP. Well, technically a DP this year. I don't think he will be next year, if, if, if he's on the team at all. But anyways, that rant is where I will end post loons tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the congratulations. Thank you for, for everything, for all the, I mean, 
it makes it so much fun to do this when you guys participate the way you do and react the way you do. And of course, it's so much better after a win, right? It's just so much better to do these things. It's so much more fun after a win. So I appreciate it, you guys. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your Sunday evening. Have a great week. Uh, and no post loons on Wednesday, not after Open Cup. Uh, but Dom and I will be recording an episode of 10,000 Pitches right after. And then we'll be back on Saturday for another episode of Post Loons. All right? Enjoy your night, guys. See you later.